This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is the program called... Your Time to Shine. With Celine Harlow. How are you going, Celine? I'm good. I was just thinking we should create a, a little song. Your Time to Shine. Something like that. Yeah, sounds good. There you Give go. it to me one more time. Your time to shine. Wow, you should be uh, on the stage. <laughs> the next one out of town. <laughs> Have you ever done singing? Have I ever done singing professionally? Yeah. No. Yeah, no. No, just in the shower. Do you like singing? I love singing, but just yeah. in the shower again. That's an interesting thing that you like <laughs> doing it in the shower because what? Because it's, did you see that? It was your energy. Was it, Something it must broke. Be, must be negative energy because the computer screen <laughs> fell over and hit the desk. But then my brother's going to say, uh, singing in the shower as opposed to singing out in public, is that a lack of self-confidence or just because you know that you wouldn't like singing in public? Well, singing in the shower brings me joy, and I usually sing love songs to my cat. Oh, right. And wow. he listens to me whilst I'm in the shower waiting for me to give him his breakfast. So it's actually an act of love towards the cat. Or perhaps you shut the door so he can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part of the story I didn't want to share with you guys. <laughs> anyway, today we're going to talk all about uh, back to basics. In fact, the basics of self-love. Just remind our listeners what self-love is all about. And what well, that's what we're going to talk about yeah. today. What does your time to shine mean? Your time to shine is about you accepting yourself just the way you are so that you can remember what you used to dream of as a child and live your best life. Indeed. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. (laughs) Sounds easy. Is it easy? It's easy. I'd rather think that it's a process. You know, when I talk about self-love, people think, oh, it's about having a bath once a week Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, loving yourself very in a very general way. But self-love is really a journey. Yeah, you love yourself a little bit when you start and then you learn to love yourself a bit more and then a bit more and a bit more. So self-love in itself is not a destination. It really is about the journey. Okay. Tell us the basics of self-love. What are some of the basics that we should know? Mm. Okay, so self-love. So when you think self-love, you think you often think self-care. Self-care is only a small, small, small aspect of self-love. But the thing is that you know when self self-care is a very easy way for you to love yourself. You know, have a coffee alone um, mm-hmm. in the morning before everybody else wakes up. Have that Epsom salts bath once a week. Uh, watch a movie that brings you joy. This is self-care, right? Mm. But it's just a small aspect of self-love. But it's enough to get you started into the journey. And then um, once you get the self-care sorted, you realize that self-love is really about self-acceptance. And self-acceptance is, you know, managing or finding a way to accept all of the parts of you, the ones that you love, mm. like um, your singing voice in the shower. Indeed. But also, you know, the jealous, angry, resentful parts of you. So managing to find that acceptance of everything that you are. Yeah, especially the parts of you that you don't really like or that are not very pretty or glamorous or sexy. We're all like that, though, aren't we? We've all got those things we don't like about ourselves. Absolutely. And I think people tend to just repress them, you know, beneath the surface. I don't, I'm not that. Like, I'm, I tend to be very angry sometimes, mm-hmm. and I don't like that part of myself. Mm. But because I'm repressing that part of me, I can't accept it, and I can't change it because I'm resisting it. So if I manage to accept it, and it's a process, I'm telling you, if I manage to accept it, then I can change it. But without that self-acceptance, you're just taking that bath and this is no progress. It's just, you know, that bath and you could do it despite yourself because, and you wouldn't even enjoy it because you have, you know, you need to lose some weight and you're resenting the way your body looks. So yeah, self-love is self-acceptance. 
I wonder if we wind the clock back right to the very beginning where you talked about self-love. Some people listening to this program might say, well, self-love, isn't that all about ego? You know, we all say to ourselves, Mm. oh, look at her. She just loves herself, doesn't she? (laughs) And we don't mean it in a nice way, do we? I think that, you know, the people who tend to say that are the ones who love themselves the least. So they're like, they tend to have weak boundaries or they tend to say yes all the time, in my experience, of course. Um, And they tend to think that, you know, like, it's not, they're not enough and Mm -hmm. they're not worthy of love. They're not worthy of acceptance. They're not worthy of being loved by others. And they tend to give much more than they receive love. Mm -hmm. So those are the people that I think um, need the most (laughs) self-love. What's the difference between self-love and ego? Well, in order to love yourself, you have to believe that you're important, yeah? Mm. But not in the... The problem is that, you know, with it's not I'm important and you're not. It's I am important and I see you as important as well. I recognize my value and I recognize your value as well. And from that place of acceptance and love and respect for each other, we can meet, you know, with peace and harmony. Instead of, mm, I don't like that part of you, I really resent you, you're awful right now. And it's just, ugh. you know what I mean? It's just a, mm. a place of acceptance and love. In your experience, are most people in um, the self-love category or is the majority the other way around that most people, we don't guarantee, well, I love myself. Well, I'm you great. love yourself, Ken. You don't see the point of working with me you're, you're just so completely confident in yourself i think that sometimes it comes with age you know people who are in their 40s and 50s just tend to have more um to go with the flow rather mm-hmm. than you know compared to people who are in their 20s or 30s i forgot what the question was no, that is a good point uh, i mean um i think younger people think they perhaps i might be totally wrong here but you're in the business you could tell me i think that maybe a lot of younger people um think they're more answerable to their peers whereas when you get to say my age you don't really care what anyone thinks because mm. you know too bad I, I am what i am absolutely yeah. whereas uh someone say perhaps as young as you you might not think that way you might think oh do i have to impress this person do i have to say that to that person is that a fair comment Absolutely. Well, you know, I just turned 27 and I think that I still depend very much on other people's opinions Mm -hmm. of me. And if somebody says something really awful to me, it used to completely destroy me for weeks Mm. until I could put myself back on, back together. Sorry. Um, I think it comes with experience, you know, with knowing that actually, you know, I'm just fine with myself. But then I have clients who are in their 40s, 50s, and who realize that the choices that they have made so far are not the best choices they could have made. Mm you know, in retrospect. And so they're looking at making different choices and that comes with self-acceptance and increasing their sense of self-worth and self-esteem so that they can have a, I guess, a brighter, more joyful future. Do you still feel that way sometimes at 27? I mean, and also I would suggest that people um, might look at you because you're in the trade of wanting to make us feel good about ourselves, but there must be times when you don't feel good about yourself. Well, absolutely. It's actually something that I wanted to share with you guys. So last week I had this complete meltdown. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I love myself. I've been doing this for five, six years now. And I've been, you know, in the self-love business for three. Mm -hmm. And and last week I had this complete meltdown. And I was on the bed and I was crying. And I was telling myself all these stories why I was awful and nothing was working for me. And (laughs) and I wasted just three years of my life and blah, 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 blah. And the story was very convincing, right? I was making all of these excuses and invent. I was inventing all of these reasons why I shouldn't love myself and shouldn't love my life and be resentful and angry towards everything. And the story was very convincing. And then I realized that, you know, I, I kind of have a choice. 
You know, I, you could be going through the exact same circumstances and be completely happy. And so happiness is really a choice. You know, it's not when I have the promotion or the better car mm-hmm. or when I accept my body for what it is, then I'll be happy. Mm. You have the choice to be happy now. You have the choice to be grateful for what you have now. You have the choice to be satisfied with who you are, knowing that what you don't like, you can change. But it is a choice. It's a daily choice of loving yourself and accepting yourself over and over and over again until it becomes easier and easier. What was the trigger that brought that feeling on for you? I can't remember. Um, something that a friend said to me very randomly. No, she said it to my husband and it triggered something within me. It had been a story that I had been repressing or mm. that I hadn't been really fully acknowledging. And that simple little sentence that she said was like, oh, that story came to the surface and then it completely engulfed me. Great experience. <laughs> How do you avoid those triggers though? Well, you can't. I think they're a part of life. Like, I mean, you can do all of the work on yourself and you can work on your limiting beliefs and you can meditate and accept yourself and take those baths all that you want. But, you know, life is life and you're going to have those experiences. And I think they came, they come as tests, you know, for us. Like, you know, have you gone as far as you want, really want to go? You know, is there something else that you can learn? Is there something else that you can heal? Of course there is. And I tend to think that life can be, you know, a fairy tale. And this is what I strive towards. But, you know, you have the big angry troll sometimes sure. coming to haunt you so what did you learn from that experience well you know i chose to work for myself mm. it's a choice that i made and it's not exactly a fun experience every day i have to make the commitment sure every day that i'm going to keep on doing this because i believe in the bigger reason behind it because i want people to be you know inspired by my work and to love themselves so that they can be happier mm-hmm. and it's a choice that i'm making every day so yeah it's not something that i could have avoided um I could have dealt with it differently, and I will next time. <laughs> Just <laughs> sure. And are you still thinking about that experience? No, I'm, I'm completely past it now. I kind of recommitted myself to my business, if that makes sense. Sure. So I came stronger as a result of it. So when we think about an issue like that, and I mean, that, that happens to probably, I guess, mm. most people, they think, oh, wow, and like you say, you have a bit of a meltdown. Then we sort of fall back into that self-care uh, component of what you do. Yeah. So what were some of the self-care uh, components that you put into place to make yourself feel better? I cried in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, this, um, I have this little exercise that I do in the shower every day. So I'm in the shower and I'll do my things and then I'll start to, to hum. And I'll do this... Mm, mm-hmm, like meditation? Absolutely. And, and through the hum, I kind of feel about the sadness or the resentment that I may have felt the day before that I may be feeling during my shower. Mm-hmm. And I kind of would channel this into my humming sound and allowing this these feelings to come forward and out of my body through the humming sound. So I know it sounds very weird. Um, in Theta Healing, we call it the heart song. But it's actually a really good pr- uh, practice to you know acknowledge the things that you may not have liked about your your day and just you know letting them come out so that you have more peace and um yeah satisfaction do you analyze the things that went wrong so whatever caused you to to have that problem do you to to keep reflecting on it or um might you say well can't change it let it go Mm. move on is it easy to do that or not What's a mixture of acceptance and realizing that there's some things that i can change right so um i'm not going to be a multi-millionaire tomorrow or today although mm. i could but i can continue to move forward and build my business you know day by day so it's it really is a commitment towards yourself to accept the past that you can't quite change yet knowing that you're building a brighter more abundant future for yourself 
Okay, so if we're in a dark place, maybe just give us your three hottest tips um, about self-care that we should be putting into practice. Okay, so tip number one, um, I want you to close your eyes, not if you're driving, but close your eyes when you can and um, acknowledge all of the feelings that are within you right now. So you may have this mumbo-jumbo of resentment and anger and stress and peace and happiness because it's the bird singing and I want you to acknowledge all of these feelings within you right now. And the practice is recognize the feeling, so you may give them a name, and yeah, and then you may just look at them for what they are, because they're going to bring memories and things that have happened that you didn't really like, right? And I want you to look at these feelings without really judging them, without criticizing them, just acknowledging and giving them their space. Um, second tip, I want you to look at what you're eating and what you're drinking. And I want you to be grateful for everything that you put in your mouth every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so whether you're putting a you know piece of toast, I want you to be grateful for that piece of toast. I want you to really enjoy the piece of toast and enjoy every, each and every bite and every sip of coffee and feel it, you know, um, nourishing and um, taking care of your body. That's my second um, tip. And then tip number three, Look at something that you really want in your life. So um, I had a client a few months ago who, she was a mom and she was in her 40s and she had completely stopped dreaming. She was completely focused on her career, on her family, on her kids. And she didn't know who she was anymore beside a mom and, you know, whatever. And um, she had completely forgotten all of the dreams that she had had when she was in her 20s. So part of the practice is acknowledging what you want in your life. So whether it's more money, more health, I don't know, happier friends, um, a trip to Europe, whatever it is that you're dreaming of, I want you to acknowledge the dream and I want you to do one thing to make that dream happen. Just one action, maybe writing an email or um, going to the travel, travel agency to look at the prices so that you can start to budget for it. Just one little thing. I wonder, I mean, it's, I suppose it's self-explanatory in the, in the topic self-love, but is self-love a journey that you have to take on your own? Or can you bring other people in on it and say, oh, look, I want, to I want to learn to love myself more. Mm. How do I do that? Or do you have to sort of almost, like you say, stand in the shower and go, mm, or look in the, <laughs> look in the mirror. That sounds and, weird when you say that. <laughs> look in the mirror and say, wow, you look pretty good today. Mm. I think it's a very personal, intimate journey. It's something that you can't really share with others because it takes you really deep within yourself. And there is stuff that I'm experiencing that I, I can't possibly share it with my husband. It's completely about me in a non-selfish way. It's just about me experiencing the beauty of my being, right? And, um, and sometimes I'll do this amazing session on myself and I'll come out of it and I'll be all joyful and happy and abundant. Mm -hmm. And I'll try to explain what happened to my husband, Richard. And he'll be like, yeah, that's nice, Celine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's a beautiful journey to experience, you know, for yourself. And there's some things that you can share with others and some things that you just can't. Can you love others without loving yourself? Uh, trick question. Yes, of course. Depending on your definition of love, right? Mm. I think we have very, a lot of various definitions of, of love. You know, we have conditional love. We have um, codependency. We have unconditional love. We have, I don't know, acceptance under certain conditions. Good point that you yeah. raised. What is love? Absolutely. Well, for me, it's this, it's compassion. It's unconditional love. It's giving and receiving. It's harmony. It's the ability to have a heated conversation and still love each other at the end of it love is the essence of everything for me 
and it takes many different shapes and nature. But you can't love somebody unconditionally if you don't love yourself, because if you don't have that energy within yourself, you'll be looking for other, you'll be looking for it um, in other sources, and people will, you know, look for it in um, um, smoking and alcohol and um, sugar. A lot of my clients eat a lot of, of sugary, mm-hmm. sugary things, Yummy. and um, because it gives them, it gives them a sense of, of love, of comfort, right? You know, when you eat that bar of chocolate, you feel like, oh, I feel mm. good suddenly. I have a, a bit of energy, right? So, yeah, love yourself, and everything will be easier. I promise you. Is the problem with that word love? Is it that it's a word that we use too readily and loosely? I mean, I mm. love crispy bacon sandwiches. <laughs> Probably don't really love bacon sandwiches, do I? But I mean, is it a word we just sort of grab out of the air and say, "Well, oh, oh, yeah, I love you," or you know what I mean? Is it is it a word that is it a word that's used too often, perhaps? Well, I think that love is the essence of everything. It's the core of your very nature, and so it's okay to love a good sandwich and <laughs> to love your your partner. Do you really love, love it though? Do you really I love, love food. I'm French. I love yeah. food. Do you, mean, do you really love, love avocados? I love avocados. Do you love really love them, though? Or? I love them. <laughs> you can make so many things with them. But, yeah, it's, it's okay to have appreciation and gratitude and unconditional love for many different things, right? I think the more you are in this essence of love, the better your life is. So, love everything. <laughs> do we need to tell people all the time that we love them? I mean, do you like being told that... I love you or do you say to your husband or I love you or to your mum or your dad or your mm. sister or your brother? Is it a word that we should be saying more? Absolutely. You know, I said I love you to my mum a few months ago and she started to cry. Mm. And obviously, you know, we have this very complex mother-daughter relationship mm-hmm. and I probably hadn't said it to her enough. And she loves me unconditionally, but I have many conditions, right? So yes. the fact that I managed to say I love you to her, it made her completely... You know, it made her cry and be, she was so happy about it. And it was such an easy thing for me to do and to say from the heart. So absolutely, you know, I had, um, I remember this, um, I was coming back from the, from the women's center a few years ago and somebody said hi to me on mm-hmm. the street. And I was in my head, I had had a, a complex um, session with a client and I was still kind of unpacking that in my head and I didn't say hi back to that stranger on the street and I still regret it, right? Because for him it was, mm. it's like, hi. Yeah. And I was like. And you ignored him. I ignored him. Yeah, wow. That was the worst. <laughs> it is. That's a, yeah. That would Such be simple this. acts of love, though. Sure. Yeah. I wonder, though, is there an expectation that we need to hear that word? Now, you didn't see, obviously, you might not have said it to your mother enough. Perhaps in your mind, you probably didn't say, haven't said it enough. But is there an expectation from people that mm. you know, they want to hear you say that? And they need to hear you say that when you love them anyway. Some people say, well, of course I love you, but I don't need to say it. Do, do people need to say it? Well, that comes from if somebody expects you, expects you to say, I love you, in order to feel better about themselves, then they have something about boundaries and needing to receive love and feel worthy of love because they don't love themselves. So um, get them to, to um, book a session with me. We'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> but what if someone doesn't say, I love you? It's okay. You know, I'm not... I don't need my husband to tell me that he loves me every day. I know that he loves me and he shows it every single day. And I'm secure enough in myself, in my sense of self. I mm-hmm. love myself enough to not need extra love for him. I, I hope what if he never sense. said it? But I know he does. You know, I don't need him to prove his love for me. Mm-hmm. You know, we're committed to this relationship. We're married after all. So sure. if he doesn't love me, then he might as well just Yeah, walk I away. suppose my point that I'm trying to make is that there, there probably is out there an expectation of from people 
that they, they like to hear that word, don't mm. they? I love you. Yeah. I think love is something that is very deep and it's best when it's given freely. So if you have an expectation, there is a block that you need to work on. Mm. Yeah. Fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I mean, love is such a complex topic. It's, it's wonderful. We all know what it is and we don't know what it is at the same time. I mean, you probably love your children differently than you loved your husband mm. and differently from you love your parents and your bacon sandwich. Absolutely, yeah. But love is at the core of everything and it's, it should permeate everything that we do, everything that we are. Mm. So if it doesn't, then there's something that needs to be healed. Okay, we're just about out of time. So just remind our listeners, we want to come and talk to you about how we get our head around uh, the basics of <laughs> self-love. How do we do that? So the easiest way is always to go to my website, mm-hmm. mydawninglight.com. Um, I have all the episodes available of Your Time to Shine on, on the website. And um, there's so many trainings and ways for you to work with me. Um, you're obviously welcome to, to book a one-on-one session with me. I normally work at the Women's Center in Hastings. So it's very easy. Yeah, website, mydawninglight.com. As always, our pleasure. You look after yourself, Celine. We'll talk to you same time, same place next time. Talk soon. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.